Welcome to episode 69 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right guys, so welcome along to episode 69 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Okay, thank you. What have you been doing? Been away in Queenstown and I'm uh, back now and just settling into another week in the office. Another week? I heard you've got some, a bit of sickness, mate. Yes. If you hear any flushing in the back <laughs> in the background, that's me going to the toilet fairly regularly. Apparently you went to the toilet quite a few times yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Anyway, Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii. The best coffee on the planet. Actually, you normally do that. And? Trybuyers.com. The online try shop. Athlinks.com. The online community for triathletes or athletes in general. Yes. So we're in this week's show, what have we got? We've got some news. Uh, we had a few races over the weekend we're going to cover. We've got a high five. What's the high five on? It's on older athlete, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, the it's older athlete. How to survive. Because we were talking a few weeks ago about how Scott Molina does it and... Uh, one of our listeners actually sent through a high five for this week. Website of the week, Coach's Corner. We've got a special guest in Coach's Corner this week. Bevan James Isles is Bevan, taking control. Bevan, the Mully Isles <laughs> in the house. <laughs> the Mully Isles. And uh, I'm basically going to be, John actually sent me through and said maybe I should do some quick tips on rope. So I've got my little, my little piece of paper here. I scribbled it down this morning. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a flipping Iron Man talk bonanza at rope next year. The, the reason why I thought it was a good idea, we did have it emailed in. Um, yep. Jack from Ireland emailed in saying, can we get a few tips for Rote? And I thought it would be fresh in Bevan's mind, but also, man, we are getting so many people emailing yeah, and saying yeah. we're going to Rote next year, so which should is, be good. Which is good. Um, and we've got a couple of questions at the end of the show. So anyway, first of all, we had a race on the weekend, and it was Ironman Lake Placid. As we predicted, it was a domination by Belinda Granger. Yep, she dominated Dojo, didn't she? Looks like she did it pretty easy. I mean, she did run a bit slowly, but maybe she was just taking it easy, just getting to the finish. Uh, swam 54, rode a 5.14, and ran a 3.26 for a total time of 9 hours, 40.20. So it must be a reasonably hard course, because it's not a fast time, yeah, is it? It's quite a, quite, a, quite a tough course on the bike, quite a few hills. Um, so, yeah, it looks like she did it pretty comfortably. Well, when I was in Roach, yeah. um, Belinda was saying that she really sees herself as a really strong cyclist. And, oh, yeah. um, and I suppose she's done so many races this year. Maybe she gets, you know, when you're 14 minutes ahead, you know, got 10k to go, Maybe yep. you do just slow down and think, oh, well, I'll just save myself. Yeah, I mean, she's done Wanaka, she's done Roach, yeah. she's done she I'm in Australia as well, I think. Yeah, she, she did one, I can't remember which one, but I think she raced a couple of weeks before Roach. Yeah, yeah, so pretty uh, pretty good season for her, and, you know, um, we are trying to jack up an interview with her at some stage, and uh, just really interested to hear about the Brett Sutton approach, because these guys are racing an awful lot. Yeah, Tyler uh, so Stewart came in at second. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of her, but she pr- more or less... Could say lost the race in the swim. She only swam one oh four. Yeah. Um biked a five nineteen, still lost five minutes to Belinda Granger, but came home in a three eighteen to be nine forty seven, so seven minutes behind. Although you'd argue that Belinda would have ran faster. Yeah, you could. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And Erica Cosmore, who last week finished second, second, yeah, yeah at the World Long Distance Champs again, um, <laughs> pretty slow on the swim, one oh one, then uh, rode a five thirty two, but came home a bit stronger on the run with three fourteen to finish in nine fifty two. Karen Holloway in fourth, ten oh three, and Lindsay Corbin in fifth in ten oh four. So anyone else of note down there? 
no, not really. Not really. It was, no. uh, uh, if anybody does know the prize money for these races, I'd be keen to hear because uh, you can't find it anywhere on these North American races. And they market, you know, uh, Lake Placid this year and Coeur d'Alene for the, for the guys as sort of the... Yep, the, the key event, the moneymaker. Yeah, for the males and pros. So I'm, I'm a bit surprised that more pros haven't turned up, um, but I can't find the prize money. So if anybody does know that uh, or send us through a link, that would be fantastic. It'd be interesting that they don't have it on their websites. You know, you think as a pro, if you're looking around to do races... That, well, you know, a lot they're... of the websites do, but then I've tried looking several times on the, the North American sites, which are run by North America Sports, and I can't find it anywhere because it goes back to their one page for the whole flipping yep. series, uh, whole series of events, so it, is, it isn't easy to find. Okay, we also had the Vineman 70.3. Craig Alexander dominated the dojo dominated the dojo <laughs> he's uh he just seems just about unbeatable doesn't he, he yeah just especially wins. at that distance eh? yeah, he's just winning every time he races just about and it's a strong field you know luke bell last year went undefeated yeah. uh, hasn't been so successful this year but he, you know, he took out luke yeah and tj tolkinson he's won races uh this year and chris Liedo and paul amy is there as well so you know that's a very very strong field yeah, it's a strong top five isn't it and the time's there three hours 50 for craig alexander so cool. it was only a win by um about 20 seconds over Luke Bell wow. uh, and TJ Tolkinson uh, was only a couple of minutes back there in 3.53 and Chris Liedo was 3.53 as well and Paul Amy 3.54 so only you know less than four minutes covering the top five so it must have been pretty exciting racing on the guys side of things on the girls side of things we had you just, you, was another you. win for Samantha McGlone so yeah. a bit like a bit like Crowe she seems Almost un- unbeatable over this distance. And this she actually stage. won by quite a bit, about three or four minutes, didn't she? Yeah. Of Michaeli Jones. So. so I wonder what's going on there with Michaeli Jones. You know, she's um, you know, I'd expect her to be you know at least having a very very close race with uh, Sam McGlone, but McGlone's taken her twice this season already, mm, and. and mm. uh, Hanu and here, and maybe one other race as well. Uh, so she came home. Uh, Sam McGlone came home in four. 16. We've got, we've got the laptop out today and the screen's a bit small uh, for John's my, eyes. My eyes aren't the best at the best time. <laughs> getting a bit old, mate. We're getting a bit old. Okay, 421 was um, uh, Kaylee Jones and Melissa, Melissa Ashton did a 424. Yeah, so some pretty good racing there as well. Yeah, and it wasn't the big female field, was it? Now, no. the boys, I don't know if you actually heard from, uh, from Lewis, but I think Cameron had a pretty good race. He qualified for the guys from Tri Buys. Uh, he qualified, he managed to qualify for the World Champs. Florida. And clear water. Yep. 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 So uh, nice he's pretty happy about that. So nice work, the Tri Boys boys. Yep. Nice work. What else have we got here? <clears throat> um, the prize money for Timberman has been increased. Yeah, so this is good news, and I think it's uh, um, good, uh, some good news for, for WTC. You know, it shows that their 70.3 sort of franchise and endorsements uh, are having a bit of a trickle down effect, which is what we were hoping for. So Timberman is, is, you know, it's been a fairly long standing event that's switched over to being a 70.3. And the result of that this year, we've seen the prize money increase quite significantly. Like Ten grand. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I think last year, it's four thousand um, last year, four thousand has gone year up it's to thirteen and a half. Yeah. So that's that's a good result, and and I think they'll um, they'll see more pro athletes there. So the winners are going to take home three thousand US, two thousand second, one thousand for third, five hundred fourth, two fifty fifth. So you know, it's not exactly a big payday if you're coming in fifth, but hey, it's a step in the right direction. But um, I think it's good because with the 101, the 70.3s, you know, maybe ITU doing a bit more of the long course stuff, um, it is creating more demand to get pros to your race, isn't it? Yeah. And if you want to get pros to you, obviously money's going to attract them, isn't it? Yep. And so uh, if we can see more and more of this, then it makes it more, 
easy for a pro to make a living, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, Bjorn won Tim Man last year. I yeah. think he, he dominated the dojo. Dominated? You like this, don't you? On the bike. I've got to give my mate Fraser credit for that one. That was his saying, so I stole it. I like it. <laughs> um, what else have we got? We've got coming up this weekend. So there's not many... Uh, so we don't have much news, do we? No, we don't. No. We, we, we'll, we'll pad the show out. We'll, okay. we'll have sufficient content. Uh, so there's no Ironman races now coming up for a little while. I think the next one will be Ironman UK, which is in September. No, no, it's August 19th. Is it August 19th? My birthday. Okay. Yeah. So the people yeah. who are doing Ironman UK, and I know we've got quite a few listeners to it, write a happy birthday on your top bevan so when the okay. photos come through. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. I'm having a party, mate. I'm having a big party. Oh, You're invited. Goodness. Thank you. Yep. Great. Yep. What about all the Ironman talk? You can all come. I'm, t- I'm inviting everyone. I've hired a room, 150 people. It's going to be all go. Right. Anyway, sorry, back to this. Anyway, but uh, so no Ironman race is coming up for a little while, but um, if you are looking looking for, for events around the world, you know, go to k226.com yep. um, and it lists all the events around the on world. On their website, I don't really go there that often, I know you do when you're doing your research. Do they have Ironman races on there as well? No. Oh, no so it's, it's just, purely everything other than... Yeah, but it's just iron distance races. Okay, yep, yep. So we've got a couple of races coming up this weekend. We've got a race in... Which one's this you've pulled up here? Uh, KC Multisport Doom... Lumba, Luma. I'm not sure which race that is there. Um, so, what you give me the link to? That's not. Jeepers, <laughs> oh, creepy. Anyway, too. we've got the race, a race coming up in Sweden. Yep. The, the Kalmar Tri, which is in Sweden, and it's an iron distance race. There you go. Uh, there you go. Don't, 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 I did put up the wrong word. Okay, I'll take responsibility. <laughs> Here we go. So I'm sure, you know, Sweden produces some seriously quality athletes. We've had uh, Jonas, um, who's been a medalist at the World Champs before. We've got Klaus, who's been uh, a top athlete, and Bjorn, and quite a few other guys. And, Klaus isn't and, Swedish, is he? Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they've also produced plenty of uh, top females over over the years. And you know, it's not a place that's massively conducive for training because it is uh, snow covered for quite a bit of the year. Yep. But great to see they've got an iron distance race up there. So if you're up that uh, live up that way, head over to Kalmar and check it out. And we've also got the extreme extreme Milana extreme Milana. It's in Sabato uh, in Szczecin in Poland. So I've had a chat to my Polish boys. It's I think it's the first time they've tried to run this race. Uh, it's going to be pretty low-key the first year. Is it iron distance? It is iron distance. Wow. Um, a multi-lapper. Uh, but, you know, it's great to see that places like Poland are taking a little bit of a step and just setting up an event knowing it's going to be really low-key. They won't have many people racing, but, you know, um, sort of plant the seed and hopefully it'll grow a little bit over the coming years. Well, the nice thing with events like that is that you know, there's no expectations, so you know, and it's pretty much look after yourself, isn't it? So yep. everyone knows the deal. You know, if you're not paying huge money to do it, you know the deal. And it's I think it, I looked on the website. I think it's thirty-five dollars US to enter. So you oh, know. <laughs> I'd be disappointed if they didn't have feed stations. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's probably it's probably quite a big adventure, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be back to sort of old school racing. So. We do have some news that isn't on our news page. Oh, what's that? I've been doing some work this week. I've done a lot of work for the show this week, and I actually put uh, who was it sent through the DVD of I Mean New Zealand. The finish? Uh, I'm not sure if we're supposed to say because he didn't want to get in any trouble. Oh, okay, so we can't but, say but because he knows he, who he is. He's okay, a, well, thank you, mystery man. Yeah. Um, and so I went on YouTube. I cut it up into four little slices because YouTube only lets you have 10-minute uh, slots on YouTube. So yeah. I did four eight-and-a-half-minute slots, and it's about a 30-minute show of the 1990 Ironman New Zealand. And it's uh, it's it's the closest finish you've ever had in Ironman. Yeah. It's, it's basically a sprint to the finish line, and it's, you know, shoulder win by in the yeah. end. And... Uh, 
It's it's a great watch for a few reasons. A, Melina looks so bloody young, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get it. <laughs> Melina looks so bloody young. And uh, King Clark looks young as well. And it's just, uh, admittedly, it's not the greatest coverage because it was TV3 in New Zealand and oh, they didn't really know the sport. Poor. But it's pretty poor. And the, the commentary is, although it's funny watching the commentary because it's just so terrible. Yeah. But um, but go on there. It's on YouTube. Uh, I've, I'll have i put a link to it on our website, www.ironmantalk.com. And uh, you'll be able to go to YouTube and check that out. It's definitely the last one of the four is the best one to watch where you yeah. get to see the finish. But again, they don't make the most of it, do they? No. You no. know, it's, it's kind of like those going, oh, now they're really close. And then you see them sprinting to the finish line. And, and they don't do any replays or anything. Yeah, like yeah. That. But I'll tell you what, that was a pretty strong field. When you looked at the lineup, there was Ken Glar, yep. there was Scott Molina, there was Scott Tanley, there was Ray Browning. Um, Did the guy who won it? And yeah, and uh, and Pauli Kuru. Yeah. I mean, all of those guys. Um, Tinley's won Hawaii. Molina's won Hawaii. Kingla was always up there, wasn't Kingla's he? Kingla's always up there. Pauli Kuru has uh, has been on the podium countless times in Hawaii. That was a stellar field, man. It was really impressive. And uh, back in those days when the race was held in Auckland, it was a pr- it was pretty tough going. Yeah, know? the times weren't that fast, were no, they? Yeah. I mean, I think Molina only went nine oh four or something like that, and. Uh, yeah, it looked pretty, pretty now, tough. At that time, there obviously weren't that many Ironman races around the world, were there? No, New Zealand's one of the oldest Ironman races on the circuit. So, uh, you know, there was there used to be Hawaii, New Zealand, Australia, and maybe one, uh, one I think probably uh, wrote when it used to be an Ironman. Yeah. And then there was Canada and, I'd, and maybe Japan, and those were probably the main ones. And then yeah. they sort of started trickling on from there. But New Zealand used to get, you know, used to get New Zealand and Australia used to get pretty strong fields. Yeah, Mark Allen always well, often used to go and do Australia, um, so that you know. When the well, it's just interesting when you watch the uh, show uh, in the last segment when they have the interview of King La, and he's uh, they're comparing Hawaii to New Zealand. He goes, "Oh, well, Hawaii's harder because you've got a stronger field." But mm. he was saying it, you know, he goes, "Oh, well, I've only done Hawaii in New Zealand." Yeah, 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 and he would have been an athlete for a long period by oh, that yeah. stage. And it was, uh, yeah, yeah, I found it really interesting. And I guess the other big race around then was Nice as well. So you know, often athletes would take at Nice yep. and Hawaii and then maybe do one other race but you've got to remember back in those days those guys were all doing a lot of short course racing they weren't just focusing on Ironman they were yep. and the fashion the was sensational race. wasn't it oh, some of the interviews outrageous. oh man I want some of those classes bring them back <laughs> bring them back bring back the old school Oakleys um, anyway so we had a big discussion of the week last week and we've had a lot a lot of comments on it look 21 comments oh it's a few more I think it was only 16 when I looked last night yeah, so well, a few new ones and, and people wrote books as well so it's really good so Oh, do you want to get started? Do you want to rock and roll? Should we? Uh, do you want to do a bit be, of pause? Be selective. Okay, let's just be selective. Okay, you go first with the hot stuff. Okay, so we've got to give the first person who gets a comment up there um, some kudos. Yep. So this is uh, hot stuff. Hot he's stuff, saying, great name. He's saying um, no, he doesn't think so. He sort of likes the idea, but he doesn't see how it would work. Maybe a bit more expensive if you do this. You know, there's extra things to pay for. Uh, in terms of you know having gold, silver, bronze sort of standard, uh, perhaps having a certificate. Um, yeah, maybe if you go below 10 hours, you get a funky t-shirt and maybe a 10% discount on the next race. Oh, I don't think they'll do that. Um, I'm just going to be scrolling down the page wherever I see a brilliant idea. This is from Trevor. Brilliant idea. The whole idea of finishing uh, being the goal is just sad. Oh, it's interesting. Finishing first one is the goal, but after that you should have something to achieve for those of us who know we'll never win one. Uh, what kind of athlete longevity... Uh, can there be if the only attainable goal is to finish? Bring it on. Okay, uh, Rollo from G- 34 from Germany. Uh, he heard the Macca's interview and he, th- he loved it. The guy's a great sportsman, but sorry, Macca, I think the medal system would create even more drafting issues than we've already got. He's watched Ironman Germany a couple of weeks ago and it sucked. Um, 362 athletes beat the 10 hour mark. 
Iron Man loans are really finishing metal as a speci- special anyway. Okay, well, Michelle basically saying that um, and it's a good idea. Good point. It's not a good idea unless you have different intervals per age group. If someone in the sub 55, 55 plus category did a sub 911, it's obviously better than someone doing a sub 11 in you know 25 category. So that's something that needs to be considered. Uh, the one one that I found quite interesting was from Chris, and he sort of um, made the analogy of what happens with skiing. And in uh, cross country skiing, they have a percentage system. So you know, if you finish within seventeen and a half percent or ten percent or whatever of the winner, um, then you get a different sort of grading. And he said it helped him a lot when he started into his skiing career. And it was something he always strived to do was get into that sort of next percentile mm, uh, mm. marker, which. Uh, would, would certainly help in differentiating between the different events because there is so much variability in Ironman races. And that kind of uh, it's kind of encouraging, it isn't it? Yeah. Okay, who else have we got here? Rich Coleman. When Ironman was <clears throat> in its infancy, uh, athletes were stepping into the unknown. Finishing the event was an awe-inspiring and groundbreaking. These days, Ironman is so accessible uh, to the masses that it's become soft. Ooh, many individuals enter simply to complete with little regard for it to a time or leaving a bit of oneself out there on the race course. Macker is dead right when he says we need something to put the well factor back into Ironman. Either introduce medals or reduce cut-off time. 17 hours is far, far too easy to achieve. So maybe that can be a discussion in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, reducing the cut-off times would also mean the fireworks could start earlier and everyone could get a decent night kit. Okay. You want to go down? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, so this one is from uh, Robbie. Yep. Uh, he says no, but after much deliberation, uh, the, as the idea has many merits, but the gold medal is always Kona. Yep. So, that, so that's sort of your gold medal. If you yep. want to measure if you're super fast, then you know, that's qualifying for Kona, whether you go or not. You yep. know, but qualifying is a biggie. Yep. Um, Mel Jones, James, uh, trying for Simon, it's not the colour of the medal that matters, it's the spirit of the family I seek to belong to that matters. And when I cross the finish line in Austria 2008, I will not be looking for the colour of the medal. After all, I will be hung with all my other medals from marathons, adventure races and ultras in the room where all trophies belong, to be looked at and standing up at the wall. So he, he doesn't like it. Okay, so this one was from James Flynn. Napoleon, we're getting pretty, uh, pretty deep. <laughs> we're getting deep now. <laughs> Napoleon said, "A soldier will fight long and hard for a piece of ribbon. I'm for extra incentives. Medals could be just a ribbon or something, uh, something expensive. Why not give people something else to shoot for? Keep it simple. Uh, not age group stuff. No pro rating uh, courses. I'm sure such an incentive would be a treasure by people." Treasured by people. Okay, and we'll finish with Chris here because we've oh, we got a couple more. Oh, we've got Whoa. Whoa. You need one just, more. I'll okay, one more. Okay. Uh, Chris says basically, I say no for two reasons. Firstly, Iron Man is supposed to be a solo battle where you battle yourself rather than race others. Sure, there are winners of the races, but for the vast majority, we're never going to win a race either as a pro or an age grouper. Far better would be to give an award to someone who has improved on their personal best in the previous race. Then it doesn't matter if you're a 9 hour or a 17 hour triathlete. You're rewarded for pushing yourself further than you have done before. Mostly, though, I say no because if it's bronze for a 13-hour athlete, I'd be collecting a medal made of toilet paper. <laughs> Fair enough. So he, he basically really doesn't like the idea. Yeah. And I'm going to do the last one here. Anyone? Anyone there? Yep. Uh, this is from Lionel. Yep. Hi, from Singapore. Nice, Singaporean. <laughs> we like that. I feel it's a great, uh, great idea because it will definitely motivate people who are actually silver medal, fin- silver medal finishes to be gold medal finishes and so on and so forth. Of course, finishing an Ironman is already a huge com- accomplishment, but I guess the medal system makes it even more re- rewarding for some. Just my two cents. There we go. So okay, Jombo, what do you think? 
I'm neither here nor there, really. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be against it if it came in, but I, I kind of feel that the age group system takes should almost take care of you know the race uh, of, of wanting to be competitive. You know, if, when it does come to age group racing, for me, you know, I want to be at the top of my age group, and that'll be quite a strong motivator for me. Uh, I think there's, there's so much variation in the courses. Setting doing set times would be quite difficult. Um, you know, for for rote, you know, that this year there was what 40 or 50 guys that went under nine hours. Um, granted, it was a strong field, but there's no other race in the world that would have that sort of standard just because it's a, a quicker course. So from my opinion, I think if they were going to do it, uh, I'd do the percentage rule. So, you know, maybe come up with some sort of percentages. Yes, the top uh, 30% get gold. Yeah. And, and maybe it's a certificate you get sent out in the post so rather than pissing around on the day and, and at prize giving, um, having some sort of different colour-coded yeah, certificate. Would be hard, wouldn't it? Uh, and that would sort of be my view. I don't think it's something that, that must be done, but if they were to do it, that would be sort of my preferred way to do it rather than a time, have a percentage sort of thing. I think the point Macker was making during the interview was that we are losing the edge of the sport. It is becoming two things. It's becoming something that just everyone turns up, does a race, and, and then we don't see them again. The sport just loses too many athletes, and how do we maintain that? How do we maintain mm-hmm. it so people want to be an athlete for you know 10 years of their life or commit to Ironman for a long period of time? And um, So in a way, I do like it because I do feel that people have... You know, you do aspire to the next level, don't you? Mm-hmm. And I suppose we find that anyway, but if, you had, if they had a more organised system, that would motivate me. Yeah. I know that would you know I know if I was a silver athlete and you know and, and it was an hour away to get to gold you know that's you know it's the next level for, like for me all the steps I've done has always been about the next level um, but you could also argue that well you could do that yourself anyway so yeah uh, I don't know it's a tough one I think we, yeah. I do think they need to find some initiatives yeah I agree to um, maintain people in the sport but we've also got to be you've also got to be careful on the other side that the reason why Ironman has grown so much is because of the part you know just yep, want to participate yep. so we don't want to alienate the people that do just want to go out there and just have a mm. bit of a will and, and and not do it particularly competitively they just want to get to the finish and, yeah. and it's part of their lifestyle. No, I think first time it's always about that anyway yeah. like for me first time the race just get to the finish line you know yeah. like and if you have a good race well so be it but so I think it's uh yeah yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm certainly not against it, um, and, and it'll be really interesting to see a race trial it, and maybe we can pass this on to Jane Patterson and I'm in New Zealand, see mm. if she wants to do it, or yeah. Felix at Rote. We could uh, patent it, make some money from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, this week, John gave me an email this morning, what are we going to do? And I thought, a good idea would to be... As an athlete, for for those of you who have done Ironman, we waste a lot of money. I know I've wasted a lot of money on crap. I just haven't needed over the time. You'd be the same? Yeah. No, I don't waste a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> My first Ironman, I had all the crap, and 90, 90% of it you just don't need. So we thought that what you could do is go onto the blog and write down... Give us the things you don't think you actually needed to spend money on. Yeah. Uh, that way, for the people who are newer to the sport, they know that you really don't need to spend so much money on it. Because often when you go to the pre-race uh, convention kind of thing, you see all the stuff and people are telling you, oh, you that gives you 20 minutes off your time. And it's like, oh, I've got to buy that. And it's only $5,000. And uh, so if, just go on there. And just what are the things you've spent money on in the sport that you really didn't need to once you've actually bought it and used it for a period of time? Yeah. And maybe maybe even put the things you thought were really valuable things that you should also add. Mm. Maybe some of the things will cross over will be interesting. So that's uh, discussion of the week and our news for the week. We saw a 20 minutes out. Sensational. (laughs) (laughs) Age Grouper of the Week. That was a bit off theme, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so this week's Age Grouper of the Week was sent through by Jim... Jolly Rogers. Jim Jolly Rogers. It's sensational. Jolly Rogers. Jolly Rogers. 
And uh, he has a friend. Yeah, he's been listening to the show for seven months now. Nice. He's been a great help as he trains up for his first Ironman in uh, Louisville. Nice. So that'll be Ironman Kentucky. Kentucky. We have uh, the horses. And this this August. Uh, yep. So his suggestion, oh, he actually gave us some feedback. Uh, an age group of the week we had a little while ago, um, Mac Brown placed 13th overall at Ironman Coeur d'Alene uh, the past weekend, beating eight... Uh, Beating nine pros in the process. Nice, nice work. Nice, that's good really to good. see. Our, I'm sure it was purely because he was our famous age group of the week earlier in the year. Well, it's obviously inspired him to the next yeah, level. Exactly. He doesn't need a medal, does he? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. We didn't actually talk about the guy pros in Coeur d'Alene. Ah, who cares? No, you know, we did Coeur d'Alene a while ago. Um, oh, okay. Actually, we should back it up. Uh, once we've done this, we've got to back it up to Lake Placid and do the age group as we won the race overall. You want to do that? We'll back it up. Back it up. Okay. But anyway. But anyway... We're going Denise the Red Hammer Wood. Denise the Red Hammer Wood. I love how they have names. We need names, don't we? Well, you've got one. Bevan the Mully Mully Isles. (laughs) I've got to find one for you. Yeah. Got to get you back on that one. (laughs) Um, Denise the Red Hammer Wood completed her first Ironman at Coeur d'Alene in 12 hours 52. Nice. Um, So it was nice to see first-timers getting up there. She would have got a certificate for being under 13 hours. Yeah. Would she have got a bronze? Would have been bronze. Bronze. Yeah, she would have been bronze. She'll be bronzed up, and she also wants to see uh, thanks for the podcast of Gordo. Yes, like the interview with Gordo. Okay, so Red, the Red Hammer. You are uh, our age group of, of the week. week. Okay, so while we're doing that, I'm going to quickly put up the quarter lane, and you talk about something no, else. No, you you're pulling up Lake Placid. Okay, you talk about something else. So Lake Placid this year was uh, the pro-only woman race, yep. but they were obviously pro, uh, not pro men, the age group men racing, and I think Belinda Granger finished around about 7th or 8th or something like that overall, but in front of her were a few age groupers. Yep, and uh, how'd they go? They did. The first <laughs> guy was finishing in... Okay, here we go, here we go. Done. Good good work there, mate. You really did well. Yep. Just kind of keep that swinging. Here we go. 9.16. Alex. Oh, that's a tricky second name, isn't well, it? It's a funny second name, isn't it? It's a combination it's funny, of a tricky. It's a hyphenated tricky one. It's, um, we're, we're, it's, it's, how, how do you say that? It, it's impossible. I reckon that's Polish. Yep. McDonald. We'll just call him Alex McDonald. Yep. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, 9.16. Uh, one by five minutes from Pierre Lavoie. 9.21. And we would, so Belinda Granger finished fifth overall. Nice. So four, but four blokes in front of you. So well done, Alex McDonald. Here we go. Um, okay, this is our age group of the week. Plus our Ironman Lake Placid results a little bit late. Yeah. The Red Hammer would have smashed them anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, here we go. Website of the week. Well, we're looking at the, the YouTube. Go on to YouTube, check out the old uh, Ironman New Zealand coverage. And you'll see some of the fashion that was really strong in those days, wasn't yeah, it? Sad thing was, it was only 17 years ago. I know. That's, that's pretty much when I started trying. So you were wearing that gear, were you? I started about, I think <laughs> I did my first one in 91. Did you get the glasses? No. You no, did too. No. You, you went to my I, mum and dad, mum some, dad, can I get some of those glasses? I had some fluoros. I had some fluoros. Wow, if you want some fluoros, this is the place to go to. Runningfunky.com was sent through to us. Now, who actually sent it through? Let's have a look. Um, wasn't Jim Jolly Rogers. That wasn't was Jim Jolly Rogers. No, it wasn't. It was Skip. Kramberg. Kramberg. Skip. Kramberg. Okay, so Skip sent us through this website. Now, some people like to be a little bit out there with their gear, don't they? They do. And if you like to be a little bit out there with your gear, 
This Look at that. That's sensational. This is a place to go. <laughs> oh, running, right. Runningfunky.com. So they basically create Lycra gear and... Um, Oh, look at that. The jester. That's it's, just beautiful. It's very much kind of stuff you might have seen in the 80s. The reason why Jeff, uh, was it Jeff that sent it in? Yep. No, Skip. Skip both. Sent it in, uh, was he got a bike seat cover in here, so you can get sort of all this different sort of funky tights. Yep. I'm just looking at all the funky tights. Oh, oh God. mate, that's they just beautiful. <laughs> sensational. Mate, I'll pay you to buy some of those. <laughs> <laughs> if you do an Iron Man and some of those, mate, I'll pay you. Because they're waiting to see what else you got here. Uh, yeah. Tell you what, if somebody does uh, their little advert for Iron Man, talk, oh, yeah. puts this up on. Oh, look at YouTube. that! <laughs> look at that! It's like a, what is it? Was that like a crocodile? Uh, this is just classic. This stuff. is just beautiful. So you've, you've got to just go check out this website, and if you're into this uh, kind of maybe more sort of eighties sort of colours, probably seventies. Here we go. Here's Skip. He's actually on the website. Skip because he had the funnies, but luckily he's not wearing some of the gear. He's just got the seat. Okay. They made a seat for him, and uh, he wrote to him and said, "Look, I want a funky seat." And they made a funky seat. Yeah. And uh, he's got a funky seat. Luckily, he hasn't seat got the cover. rest of their outfits on. Yeah. Not, go, not that there's anything wrong for it. But go check it out. Runningfunky.com. It's classic. Funky shorts. <laughs> they are funky. <laughs> he's just too funky for me. So that is. Runningfunky.com is our website of the week, but we have another website and uh, the, the club of the week. Club of the week. Club, Club of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> We're innovators, eh? We just we think on the spot. <laughs> and it was uh, sent in from Paul Andreas from Kansas City. Kansas City. Excellent work with the show. I am gearing up for my first Ironman race in Ironman Louisville. Second one today. Nice. And uh, their club is called, what's it called? KCMultisport.com. Have I got it on here somewhere? You have. It's one oh, that's the one I tried to put up before. Okay. So probably can't, I'd imagine it stands for Kansas City Multisport. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's, I like the way they've got the photos across the top. Yes, nice. They're very cool photos. You can log in if you're a member, they've got photo galleries, they've got events up there if you're in this. Do, do, does the Christchurch one have the pay now thing? Uh, you should do that. No, we don't. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting a new website done as we speak. Oh, really? Uh, there's spin classes you can go along to, uh, oh. there's a message board up there, there's news, um, blog. Yeah. News feeds, uh, membership. Nice. nice. Random image. I like that. Just a random <laughs> image. <laughs> Let's have a look. Go into the random <laughs> image section. One thing I, I, I'm liking. Oh, let have a look. Here we go. Basically, sorry, I'm just. That is a random image. <laughs> just somebody randomly running in a Casey Multisport top. Here we go. Um, just get back it back up one page. I just want to check something else out. I don't think there. I can. It does not let me back it up. Oh, dear me. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's our uh, Tri Club of the Week. It's kcmultisport.com. K- and it was good to see the heat. I went on to the heat again last week's one afterwards and went on the forum just to check, you know, if they're giving us some love and they're giving us love on the heat. So that's all good. And uh, Looks like they've got quite a bit of training information in the uh training sessions in there in Kansas. So. And I've also got a list of uh, local events, which yeah. is really great. Oh, and look, the random in- Im- images changed, Bevan. I just must change all the time. Oh, that's why it's random. That's a random. It's mm. <laughs> a random image. Very Wait good. a second. They even have an athlete of the month. Matt Johnson, you are the athlete of the month. <laughs> and he's currently training for his first Ironman, which is in September. He's doing in Wisconsin. Actually, someone else is giving me shit about us not promoting Wisconsin enough. But mm. uh, Matt has a long history of long-distance runner and switched his focus to triathlon in the last two to three years. Congratulations, Matt. Train hard. Train smart. Oh, it's, not the end, it's not the end of the show yet. They're stealing our ideas, aren't they? <laughs> so, uh, beautiful. It's our age group. Oh, no, it's not. What is it? It's our websites of the week. What's up next? Coach's Corner. You've still got to do it. So, wait a second. Oh, we need some music. We need some music. Wait a second. Here we go. 
Coach's Corner. God, we're very happy to have such a special guest in the studio. <laughs> an astute, an astute, yeah, dry athlete. Bevan, just give my piece of paper ready. The, the prepared man, Bevan James Isles. Yep. James Isles. Can I read my writing? I scribbled it down like two seconds. Yeah. So, so as I said earlier in the show, road's gonna be pretty big next year. You should interview me. I should interview. Yeah. Go on. I, will, I, will. I feel just, special because I always have to interview other people. Well, I've got to do the intro first. Okay, so let me do that. So, Bevan race wrote this year. There's a chance. Wait, on. you don't need a bit of background on me. Oh, okay. Bevan, he's uh, he's a bogan from the past. He likes wearing black jeans and fishnet jerseys. Well, the other's like a website, mate. I'm making a change. <laughs> um, and he's been involved in triathlon for um, about four or five years. Yeah. And uh, he's a fitness instructor. And uh, but no, in all seriousness, wrote is uh, we, we love the event and uh, there's a pretty about a 50-50 chance that I might do it next year. And, uh, and Bevan might be back there next year as well oh, if I can on. convince him to come. But anyway, uh, it's you know we thought we'd get a bit of insight into the event. We've heard Bevan's sort of thoughts on it, but maybe just talk through the race and if there's anything that's perhaps a little bit different to other races that have done around the world. And uh, yeah, that was really the, the idea behind this week's Kosher's Corner. So, so you, you did send me through a list of questions. Yeah, well, just sort of some, some things to, to cover. So just sort of talking through, say, pre-race. I know you said it was fairly quiet in the days leading into it, really until the day before. But yep. is there was there anything different that sort of happened before the race that you know was perhaps maybe different to Ironman New Zealand or other races you've done? Not really. It's, it's pretty much the standard Ironman uh, before the race. You really just you know if the, because the thing about the race is people are in all in different areas. And I was right in road, so for me it was easy just to be where it was at. But I imagine a lot of people will either say either in Nuremberg or. Uh, in another town close to Rote, depending if you can get homestay. So I would encourage getting into Rote a couple of times. In there. It's quite small. You won't spend a lot of time there because the area is not that big. And they don't really do a lot with the um, you know, kind of convention area or the race area. Expo. Yeah, the expo area until like two or days before the race. But if you can get there and just have a look around, it'll give you a bit of a... So you'd be suggest- so there's no hotels or anything in Rote? No, I think there's like one hotel and it has yeah. th- like 30 rooms. So if you were to recommend somebody... Try to get a homestay, try to get in a... Yeah, definitely get a homestay if you can. Um, some people actually went, there's a camping ground right next to the swim start, and some people camped there, but a few of the Pommy boys did that, and I think they kind of regretted it. Uh, yeah. Just camping wasn't really yeah, ideal. Yeah. Um, although Axel did, and he, but he got a camper, like a van, a van, and that made a difference. Um, but if you're not into that, and the other thing is I'd also get on to the swim start. It's a little bit out of town. It's maybe like a 20-minute drive out of road, so it just gives you an idea of where it's at. And, and so Nuremberg, how far would that be from road? It's on a train. It's uh, 20-minute. It costs you about €4 Euro to get on the train. Um, you take your bike on there? Yeah, 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 you can take everything on the train. The train's really great. And uh, ideally, I'd try to stay close to road. Like Mecca was saying that the first year he went to road, he went and stayed in Nuremberg, and uh, it just felt you're away from it all. And mm. then he he was actually went to Brian Rhodes's homestay and hung out with them the whole time. And then yeah. now he stays with those people. Yeah. And if you can get onto Felix to get your homestay and uh, really try, because I'm not sure how many people he's able to coordinate. But I I, I know a lot of the community gets behind the race, and there mm. a lot of people do have the homestay factor. So obviously not everyone can get it, but if you get in early enough, you may have a chance. I think you've got a reasonable chance because I um. Had a girl that I coached that did the race, uh, and she got a homestay. Yep. She was relatively late entering, and yep. also Glenn, yep. who was yeah, in Christchurch, got yep. uh, he got one as well. So I think they do have quite a few. And you know what? They look after you, man. Like yeah. it just takes a lot of the. Like my homestay were amazing. Everyone I talked to who had a homestay just said the same thing. Yeah. Um. You know, like I felt guilty because they were just so good yeah. to me. So I, yeah, I definitely would encourage getting a homestay, and if you're not close to road, at least getting into road a couple of times just to get a feel for the place. Yeah. Know where the expo expo going to be. Know where the, all the transitions are and that type of thing. Pasta party. Pasta one. party. Uh, really cool. Yep. It was yeah. a good pasta party. Worth going. Um, yeah. I, I always try to go to them. Yeah. I think it's a part of the experience. 
Um, didn't go for too long either. You know, sometimes they kind of drag on, and mm-hmm. but it was kind of you just got on, got your food, everyone had a few laughs, and you went home. Checking, biking, and everything like that. You did the day before. Yeah, um, no stress there. It's all pretty basic. Standard, um, standard, standard kind of stuff. Nothing. Yep. Transition is in the same, but you no. So every transition is in different areas. Right. Good. So um, you have. No, I can't actually remember how it happened. Um, you have the bike transition. I think you just drop everything off and then it's all taken right. to the right places. Yeah. Um, but your bike and your swim transitions are in different areas in right. the race day. Um, and at the end of the race, uh, you pick up your bike at and have all your bags there for you. Nice. So, mm. Which um, is close to the finish line, like it's about a, a K walk. Nice. So, yeah. Any other sort of pre-race things that you could think of that people um, might get caught out by possibly? No, they, they tend to be really well organised and the expo's really good, so if you have forgotten anything, it tends to all be there. Uh, I, no, not really. I would do, I'd just really make sure you go have a look at some bike, Any bike shops in road? Um... Probably, no. They've probably got a service centre. Yeah, they do have a service the centre. Oh, no, there is, and right, yep, there's, there's one out of town. I had to go buy some tyres on the first day. There's one that's, you know, a few minutes out of town. So, yeah, there's a couple of bike shops, and it's a really good bike shop. Like, swimming? it's better than anything we've got in town here. Swimming pools? Um, oh, so the swimming pool, I never actually told you about this. They've got a public swimming pool. Right. And it's an outdoor swimming pool. It's 25 metre, or maybe 50 metre, actually. But the cool thing about the swimming pool is it's metal. So, and it's an outdoor pool, yeah. so you can see your technique. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It was really cool, and that's yeah, something nice. I would like to see more of. So um, it's quite busy, and uh, I think it must be like school holidays or something when we're there because there's just kids there every day. Uh, so you have to pick your times, and obviously lots of triathlete swimming. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a good pool. And did you go for a swim in the lake under um, the canal No, before? I didn't. I didn't. But Oh, no, I did the day before the race. Just had a quick water, about 10 minutes. Was it okay to swim? Or was it oh, so I'll go into that in the swim stuff. Yep. Okay, so that's sort of mostly covering pre-race sort of stuff. So yep. let's go to the, um, say, the morning of the event. Is it any different? I mean, do you have to catch a bus out the swim start? Or how yep. does that so, sort of work? So they have buses because the swim start's about 20 metres away. Or 20 metres, 20, uh, 20, 20, 20 metres. 20 minutes away. Um, <clears throat> they have buses coordinating you from the swim, from like rote going to the swim start. Yeah. And they leave about every half an hour. I would encourage you to go early. Um, just because it gets pretty busy and lots of people do drive in, it gets quite congested. It wasn't a problem, but I just wouldn't want you to take that risk. Um, and that's, again, it's really well coordinated. You do want to get to the swim start reasonably early. One thing about the swim start in Rote is because they have the staggered start, um, if you're not starting to a little bit later, maybe you don't want to go so early. Mm. Um, like I know some people were sitting around for like two hours, two oh, and a half yeah, hours, you know, and you're there and you're just waiting around and you can only check your bike so many times, <laughs> can you? you know? So I imagine, you, you know, if you're... Like, I suppose the team people are going to start obviously later, but if you're in one of the, the later starting swims, maybe go a little bit later. I don't think getting there, you know, you may want to give a little bit more time to get there just in case the roads are busy, but um, I don't know. It depends. Do you want to see the pros leave? And, yeah. yeah. And also, when you whenever you have those sorts of situations, always have more food and drink than you're going to need. So you can just keep sipping away on stuff, and if you do happen to get hungry, you're not sitting there around going, crap, what can I eat? You know, you've just got maybe a bit of a gel or a half a bar sort of on hand to, to yep. chug down if you are going to get out there a bit early. And if you are going to go there early, you know, set your bike up and, and just sit down or find, you know, don't walk around and waste lots of energy just kind of, you know, doing other things. Okay. So yeah, just be prepared for that. So on the course, I've got the course here, the, the water is really dirty and it's hard to draft. Uh, I found, or at least that's my experience of it, it's really hard to see the feet in front of you. It's not mm-hmm. like New Zealand where it's clear, um, where it's just so easy to find feet in front of you. I, I think one of the reasons I had a bad swim was that I just would lose feet really easily. 
like you literally can only just see the toes in front of you. Yeah. So, um, so just be really aware of that. Um, try to keep away from the sides because it's canal. It's quite narrow, and yeah. um, you can easily get to the side. And there's one bit where it actually goes in, um, yeah. and there's, there was a boat there as well. So you could easily just bang into that. So, yeah. um, like when I did my training swim, I kind of just about did that. So, just be aware of that. Try to keep closer to the middle. Um, the turnarounds are longer than you think, particularly. So basically, you, you, it's kind of like a big kind of circle. You go out, you turn around, go to another turnaround, come back. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah? yeah. And you go under bridges. So there's kind of two points visually that you see. There's a bridge down one end, you swim towards that, then you go past the bridge a little bit. Now, the first turnaround is not so far. You kind of go past the bridge, maybe a couple hundred meters, to turn around and come back. The second bridge, you kind of see the bridge coming back and you think, oh, I'm not that far to go. You get to the bridge, and it's probably a good 400 meters. Right. You know, it's it's a lot further than you think. So just mentally be prepared for that. They didn't have the boys out the day before, so you couldn't really see that. So um, just be aware of that mentally. That you know, when you're coming back towards the second bridge, that it's going to be a little bit longer than you think, and so you know that's the case. Um, less people because they do the, it's less people to draft off at least maybe for the earlier people yeah. um, if you're in the, one of the first few bunches to go you'll find there's less people to draft off if you're having a bad swim so um, just again be aware of that you may have to put your head what I probably should have done looking back was put my head up more yeah. um, I often just trust the people in front of me because I was losing them so much I was putting my head up but if I'd maybe worked on keeping my head up a little bit more while I was behind them I wouldn't have lost them so much mm-hmm. so um, just be aware that there will be less people to draft off because of the staggered start yep. in the swim coming out of the swim how, there's a very long transition to no, the bike nice quick transition you come out of the water the, the bags as soon as you come out the bags are right there you run into your tent, you know, and you do your thing, you get out. The bike's, you know, like any other bike course, pretty basic. Yep. You've got big crowds there, so you lap it up, enjoy that, and then you just run out, you're on your bike. There's a bit of an uphill going out of the road, but it's it's not that long, but just don't smack it. So did you have your your shoes on your um? On no, your bike? I like to actually put my shoes on before yeah. I get on my bike. And what um, about other, did you see other people Most of the people you? did it the other way. Yeah? Yeah. I just yeah. find I'm faster doing it that way, because yeah. I piss around trying to get my shoes in. Yeah. Um, so... Yep, that's cool. The bike course, there's probably four to five decent climbs on each lap. Mm, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know if that's specific, but I seem to recall that there's four to five. There's one, there's probably two really decent climbs. You've, yep. You know, so if, um, you, if you go onto the Challenge Road site and you click on the map, yep. it's actually got uh, the it's got the the uh, profile of the course, so you can sort of see what what Ben's talking about, and you can see how long the climbs are. And I, just be prepared for that, because they are longer than you think, and you really yeah. got to control yourself going up them. The nice thing about it is that you get the downhills, like, uh, there's one climb that goes for quite a while, but you're downhill for a really long period afterwards, and you're re- you know, you're going down downhill, so you're not yeah. even pedaling at stages because you're just going so fast. Sometimes you have sharp corners, so you've got to be aware of that. So your cornering needs to be pretty technical, uh, so just be aware of that. I just think with the course, that's the real thing to remember is just that the climbs are there and not to attack it too much. Stay within the zones you're aiming to. Just like you stayed within your zone when you went up Solberg Hill. Well, with that, <laughs> with that one, you know, lap it up. Just enjoy it. You know, like admittedly, I, I didn't know I was doing it. Like yeah. I didn't. You just you just get caught up in it and. Uh, so and that is quite a, a decent climb. Yeah. So again, and the thing is, the solar boot's quite decent, but you actually climb up into it even. Yeah. So you've actually done quite a bit of climbing going up into it. So, I'm again just be aware of that. Um, the other things to remember is the second lap. There's going to be a lot more people on the course. Mm. Now you need to be aware of drafting with that. Take advantage of it if you can get a good pace line working, but. I would, you know, you've also got to work hard, particularly as you come past the swim start again. For the next 10k, you're finding it's really hard to avoid drafting because there's so many people around. <clears throat> Plus, you have a lot of people who aren't so 
um, strong on the bike. So mm-hmm. for those of you who are those people, that's cool as well. But so um, just be aware of people's lines as you're coming up behind them, so that they're not moving funny. And remember to to, to bike on the right hand side of the road. That helps as well, uh, <laughs> which is true. You know, like it's, you know, if you isolated out in the middle of nowhere on the course as I was at that time. Um, you know, it was. I, I just didn't think I was just on the right side of the road in my own mind. So yeah, yeah that definitely does help. Nutrition-wise, um, it's still your nutrition like Is any other. I mean, yeah, they had Pro Four on the course. On the bike course, they had um, they had your gels. They had they had pretty much everything Standard. you need. Yeah, yep. Um, and then the run. So the run, ninety percent of it's flat. Uh, in the first, and that's the first part of the run. It's just really flat. In the last ten k's, they actually have some up and downs, which is a little bit frustrating. You go through. Um, you're basically running along the canal, and then you kind of go inland a little bit for to, to kind of add obviously more onto the course. And in that section, um, going out, I think it's going downhill and then coming back, it's slightly uphill, and it's slightly up and down there. So it's just to be aware of that mentally because it's a little bit tough, and you're obviously getting pretty tired in that last 10k of the run. So just to be aware that you know that there's going to be some hills coming, um, coming, in. not you know not hills, but slightly One up, lap, slightly down. Lap. Just one lap. one lap, but it's a bit of a funny loop. Right. Um, you kind of go out, and then you run along this canal for maybe 10, 15, probably 10K, and you go into this little kind of village spot, and yeah. it's, it's kind of like a big X, and you kind of go around this X, right. and it's crowded with people, so it's quite cool, yeah. and then you run back out, go back along the canal towards the other end, then you do that a little bit where it's up and down, yeah. again, come back along the canal, and then you go back towards the finish line. So is it out and back or not? Do you pass people? You kind of go out, yeah, you do. So you yeah. kind of go out and back twice, so you kind of go out, back one direction, out, back another direction. Yeah. So that's some really important things to remember as well is that there are going to be other people on the course coming in the other yeah. direction and it's not a wide road um it's probably you can fit four people across yeah. at max so probably three you know so it's you're just gonna be aware of that um you've got to be you've got to keep quite alert and you've also got to keep really alert when there's lots of spectators going <laughs> no because the problem is is that you have people going in different directions so people yeah. will be watching the people coming from the direction yeah. you're running going never done it looking and so often yeah. move out to see their friend come yeah and so a couple of times I actually had to yell out to people to yeah you know and one guy actually just about put, i had to push him aside yeah um so you've got to be aware of <laughs> that put the big fiend on yeah it, i did i pushed him i said look out man pushed him aside because he was looking for someone coming in the other direction yeah. moving you know closer into the lane so be aware of that also be aware of people riding up and down the canal Okay. Uh, a lot of spectators are riding up and down the canal just to you know obviously catch up with their friends. So this one comment when Belinda was looking at all the photos you put up, she just said there's just mountain bikes everywhere. Like yeah, and just uh, look at all those bikes. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. when there are a lot of spectators, which are really great, but you just got to be you just got to keep your mind on the job when you get to those areas because you can easily just get tripped up or you know and someone can run into you or you could run into someone coming in the opposite direction. When you're coming, like if you're coming back. Um, and people coming from the other direction, go to the side of the road, which you know, which is further away for the people coming around the corner, because mm-hmm. most people going around the corner are going to go into the easiest lane. So, mm-hmm. uh, be aware of that. Nutrition, they have on the run course. They have amazing nutrition. Um, they have everything. Uh, like they say before the race, they say we've got these things. You know, they had twice as much. Yeah. Um, like right down to which I've commented before on to watermelon, yeah. which I actually liked as a supplement to water because it was just nice to have something in your yeah. mouth. Um, what else? Got gravel, so it's easier on the body. Um, and it's not too gravelly, so you can still get your grip. Um, it's exposed, so if it's a hot day like it was the day I was there, you know you need your cap. Yeah. Um, you need to try to get some sunblock on at some stage because um, yeah. you you don't really get any wind, mm. and yeah, and it's wind. and there's no shadow, so you're pretty much in the sun the whole time you're there. Uh, watch out for spectators, lots of nutrition. Um, that's pretty much it, really. But thumbs up. Oh, look if you. If you've done a couple of Ironmen and you're looking for the experience, um, to me, 
you, you know roots up there for yeah. you've yeah. got this new thing you do that's gold that's gold that's gold <laughs> for you Aussies out there we put a, a flat hand down thumbs up thumbs up on hand that's gold that's gold that's gold mate it's gold <laughs> oh sensational where'd you get that from because that's on the footy show isn't it I don't know somebody told me the other day that's gold <laughs> <laughs> that's gold um, so yeah if yeah wrote Everything about it, I found, was absolutely yeah. sensational. With the finish line, the the you know the spectators, the party afterwards, the fireworks. You know, if you want an amazing experience, it's the way to go. We hope so. to see you there maybe next year. Bring it on, mate. Bring it on. Mm. Anyway, uh, questions and answers. We don't actually have many, do we? No, I just picked out a couple this week. Um, okay. Getting lots of comments lately. Not a huge amount of questions. That's good. Um, but that's good. I've still got plenty backed up, and I'm backing quite a few of them up for... Uh, for Coach's Corner sort of topics further down the track. Nice. So. Okay, so our first question comes from David Aaron, or is it Aaron David? Aaron David, I think. No, oh, no, no, it's no, David it's Aaron. Not. He tried to trick me. <laughs> oh, he's a yeah. clever bugger. I was listening to the show, and he was talking about embedded GPS, and he's talking, he gave us a link to uh, trainingpeaks.com, which is showing the... Some, and some data from the Tour de France this year. Yeah. So we actually got another link as well from someone else, didn't we? We about, did, yeah. about a blog. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, I think Chance sent through a blog. I think it was Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. So the Tour de France is obviously on. Um, one of the radio stations over here is calling it the Tour de Pharmacy. Oh, really? <laughs> Which I find Back quite entertaining. Um, I wouldn't say that. But I'm going home to watch uh, the last... You know what? I haven't, been, I haven't been keeping up today. Oh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Really? Yeah, it is pretty exciting stuff. It's a good time of the day here too because it's in the morning, isn't it? Yeah, well, they, they delay the coverage and uh, you get a good two hours first thing in the morning. So nice. It's, it's nice stuff. So you're not productive? I get get the laptop out, get the wireless wireless, go, wireless going, and sit there tapping away while I sort of watch over nice. my shoulder. But anyway, um, Bevan will put a link up there, and you can uh, check out some tour information at trainingpeaks.com. Yep, and uh, it's really cool because again, they show the riders as they're going along. It uses Google Maps. Yeah, um, you can see where they're going, and uh, it's really. Cool and we'd love it if, if they can maybe bring this into Ironman somehow, so we can track our athletes uh, a little bit clearer. Yeah, um, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Scott, or is it Scott Jonathan? Thanks, Jonathan Scott. <laughs> I think Jonathan's an Australian, I think. Australia. Several times. And uh, he's basically saying, uh, awesome show, thanks. Loves the Ems input, which is great. We've got her coming up a couple of weeks, haven't we? Yep. yep. Uh, we've had a couple of questions, so keep those coming. I did, after my last two Ironmans, I've discovered my real weakness on the run. My uh, bike PR is uh, 5.11. My run is somewhat embarrassing for 12.17 which doesn't include walking. My best PB in a marathon is 3.17, uh, which is obviously frustrating him. So he's aiming to do 2008. My question is, how would you suggest to he's address... He's going to do rote. Rote, so he can meet you. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Maybe. And maybe meet me. <laughs> um, my question is, how would you suggest to address this weakness over the extended off-season? I'm planning on doing less swim sessions and biking and focusing on racing over a 10K regularly and training for some half marathons, possibly do a marathon later in the year. I feel as though including some speed work would be beneficial to my running overall distances. Okay, so my comments on here, if you, if you really want to make a big improvement in your running, become a runner and really focus 90% of your training on your running. So joining a running club and training with runners uh, rather than just going out with your regular old triathlete mates or, or by yourself if you're a solo trainer, try to get in with runners and actually learn how to be a runner and do their sort of sessions. Don't necessarily do triathlon specific sessions. Go out and be a runner. Okay, so wait a second. So for how long should you do that? Well, because obviously, if you train for road, yeah, training for road, you know, you've, you've still got the, you've got a basically, you've got a year exactly from now. I think it's July twenty fifth, something like that next year. So July, got, and it'll be June. No, it's July, but it's been pushed back a little bit oh, this year. So, wow. so that's one thing to note with road. It is in July this year, not June. Well, that's kind of cool. Um, 
it's not it means I've got to stay with you. <laughs> but anyway, um, so you've, you've got a year. So I'd really suggest focusing on your running for a good six months or so, and then you'd have a six-month build-up to the race. Uh, but really become a runner. Join a running club. Do running drills. You know, running, We all talk, often talk about swimming drills, but there's lots and lots of running drills out there, and people of, of, often just ignore those. Uh, One thing with running drills as well is try, try to get a mate to do running drills with, yep. because it's hard to know if you're doing it correctly, and if you've got a mate who can kind of look at you and say, oh, I think you're doing this wrong, gives you some feedback. So the, the, um, we've talked about the Striding On DVD. Yep. Uh, you can get that through my website, nzmtc.com. Nice. That's got a whole series sort of breaks down four weeks or a, a four-stage progression of a whole lot of different running drills. And what you probably sometimes people get frustrated with doing drills and things like that because they don't come home from the session absolutely knackered. Um, but it's yep. really working on your coordination. Um, Obviously, overemphasizing certain parts of your technique, uh, and just it's just a good skills exercise, and it also helps balance you up a bit more. So, and you just got to remember the objective of the session is to improve your technique, not to have a smack at session. So, exactly. And, and in long term, that actually improves and your running. We've got a, uh, a DVD that we're going to be reviewing next week uh, on running, um, which is called Showdown, which is from the guys who did What It Takes. Yep. Uh, and it shows. Have you it? Yeah, I watched it last yeah, night okay. actually. Well, and so, next week. And so you see the guys on there doing all these, all sorts of different funny drills, and mm. you know, you're probably thinking, oh, "What the hell is the point of that?" But there is definitely a point. And to these it. are the best. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so do that. I'd, I'd strongly encourage you to race fairly often, um, but not necessarily peaking for all your races. You know, get involved in the club races and racing every two or three weeks, and just using those um, events as short, sharp hitouts and as tra- training days more than actual. Um, hardcore racing or tapering or anything like that so you know club races um relays cross country little you know four to ten k races try to do those regularly in terms of your swimming and cycling uh, if you are serious about making a big improvement in your running i drop that back to one to two sessions of each discipline per week Um, okay so if you're going to do one to two sessions per week what kind of sessions are you going to do within those just maintenance workouts, so you're swimming, I'd suggest, you know, just it obviously depends on how much time you've got, but two one-hour sessions and just doing general workouts, a bit of bit of drills, a bit of steady swimming, a few sprints, doesn't really matter too much, just, okay. just staying steady. And in cycling? Likewise with your cycling, uh, I'd suggest you do a couple of rides, you know, hour and a half to two hours. Um, but what I would say is... It's really good to break up your running program or whatever discipline you're focusing on with doing some of your the other disciplines that you're not focusing on. So you might focus on your running for, say, four to five weeks and then maybe have a week of cycling and swimming. Yep. And then you do that again and it sort of breaks it up a little bit, gives your legs a little bit of a chance to recover and then you can sort of push again with your running. So, so don't cut it out automatically, uh, you know, completely, but just sort of keep some maintenance work. And it is going to mean that your swimming and biking is not going to improve probably uh, and it may go backwards a little bit. But that's well, a it's still 5.11, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that's how we want to improve your, your, your run. Um, but it may be that... That, you know, whether your nutrition is correct or whether your bike pacing is correct, that's another issue we're talking about here. Well, really. you could argue he's doing a five eleven. Maybe he's going too hard on the bike. Exactly. You know, maybe if you did a five twenty, you'd be able to pull off forty, you know, forty minute faster run. Exactly. So, so, so there's a few little tips on off season training for you, Jonathan. There. Um, and he's actually got on this topic. I found an interesting website uh, uses a recent time calculated. A time to calculate running paces, threshold repetitions, and for long runs. Attackpoint.org. Yeah, here it is. I haven't looked at that yet, so... Neither, but 
you, you can go check it out at techpoint.org slash trainingpaces.jsp. I'll put a link to that on our website, www.imantalk. Um, and that's pretty much our questions for the Jeez, you did go short on the questions, didn't you, mate? I did. Jeez, just just doubled it up. Someone's probably been waiting for the question for six months, and you know. Well. <laughs> Although we're running out of time, so fair enough. That's all right. <clears throat> our favourite, who are we going to go first this week? We went coffees, we're going to go, we'll go, we'll go Flinks. Flinks.com. Flinks. Just a bit of a reminder on the competition we're running. We have got a few yeah. entries in now. Yeah, we've had three entries in. Oh, no, mm. Safari can't find the server. Oh, uh, it's Apple. You know, problem. That's why that's why we're having problems here. <laughs> actually, somebody in one of the ads is actually You're not spelling Athlinks right, mate. Oh, it's Athlinks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, we've talked about the competition where you can go in the draw to win a pair of Oakley glasses powered by Transitions lenses. Yep. And we've had three entries so far. Three entries so far. Yeah. Um, so the, the entries so far have been great. We like them. But what I would suggest is uh, what we want to see your faces in there. The guys that have submitted the entries so far have been good, and they're sort of nice little adverts for the show, but they've sort of taken clips and photos and things like that, which is great. But what we do want to see is we want to see... Uh, your faces, we want to see our jerseys in there. But at this stage, those three guys have got you the You don't have to have the jersey, but, but you definitely want to see your faces. We want to see your face. We want to see you. Yep. Um, also, I've been on there this week. I've been doing some work. What I did is I worked my sponsors with each other. And this is actually one of your guys' suggestions. And um, I'm just going to do this now. I put tribes as one of my things. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've made them a little logo for tribes. Nice. So, you know, just doing my bit. And... Uh, if links, so it's a good way to catch up for your mates. And here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's have a look. My tracker. Oh no, but they've got a new feature on this uh, at the moment. They've updated the rivals section of the site. Nice. Click on your rivals. Let's see if you've got my any rivals. rivals yet. My rivals. Where is it? Okay, let's have a look. I probably won't. Cause I, I don't... think you're my one of my rivals now. Oh really? I need that. See, this is what you got to do now. You got to configure your rivals. Okay, let's do it. Configure my rivals. Yep. It's waiting for search, and then it searches them, obviously, and you choose the people you want to be your rivals, do you? Yeah, so you can choose by country. Um, uh, so I'll read it out. So welcome to version two of Rivals. We've completely revamped the Rivals to... Revamped uh, it. Completely, completely, not just a little bit. They no. completely revamped no. it uh, to allow you to compete, uh, complete control over who shows up on your list of Rivals. With this latest version, you can now, one, add athletes based solely on your specific criteria nice. of a rival. Uh, two, you can select which rivals will appear on your profile page. And yep. three, change your list of rivals at any time. So there's a lot more kind of freedom to do what you want to do with it, isn't there? Yeah, so you can choose whether, you know, because a lot of people will have rivals for triathlon, they'll have rivals for running, and they'll yep. have rivals for... Well, a lot of people have rivals they don't even care about. Exactly. And so it's like you can, you can just get your group of mates. Yep, and, and you can put them up there. So you can have male, female, um, you can do it by country, um, and you can do it by your A race, B race, C race. So it's yep. a lot more functional now. So Yeah, so when you bit me, it's always been my C race. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So get on there and uh, and update your rivals uh, on the site. And like we said, if you haven't already joined up, do so. Add the events that you've done. And uh, you'll be away laughing. And get your entries up there for uh, the pair of Oakley glasses. Okay, so I'm going to show you what I've done here. So I'm going to use this as a link into the next one. Okay. So if you look at what I've done, if you look at my gear... Look at that. Try, oh, okay. That's nice. pretty good. I even made that for them. I made the logo. Nice. I'm doing my bit for the sponsors. Yeah. Trybuys.com made for the hard and committed triathlete. Nice. Yeah, and trybuys.com is going to be the world's best triathlon-focused website for buying your product and all the needs that you want as a triathlete. So we've been talking about the wheels, haven't we? We have. Go up on this side page, just because that first 30 seconds where they do the flash. Yep. Look at this, coming 2007. 
So along with am I saying or you're saying uh, bring it on tampon? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was the other one? Don't, don't, don't eat the dojo. My one is it is a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. You've got to get on here and you've just got to enter the competition and you go in the draw to win the. If you haven't done it, you're a mug. Because <laughs> yeah. all you do is give an email. Yeah. So get on there, sign up today. Make sure that you do say that you heard about it on ironmantalk.com and uh, you're away and you can win your set of Blackwell wheels and and the boys did pretty well on Vimean so it's really good did. and yeah. the site's going to be launched in the coming future yeah so get ready to get your credit card rolling and get on there and get all your stuff your triathlon needs and once again that we do have a bit they've given us a link to show us what the website's going to be like and I tell you what it looks it looks amazing it seems really user friendly which is one of the things I find really frustrating about those a lot of sites when you try to buy stuff you can't find crap yeah you know you want you you're looking maybe you're looking for a cycle top and they take you everywhere else but the thing you want or yep. they're trying to upsell you so much that they you know you can never see the product <laughs> you want and like, I'm into upselling because upselling is a good thing because often they show you products that are in line with the thing you want so it's all good but you know at least let me you know find the thing I want to find and with this <laughs> website I've found I've, I've spent some time just looking around it and it's not 100% complete but it's not far from it and um, I'm just finding it's really easy to use it's really easy to find the thing you need uh, to see what variety they have there and um, and, and, they've, and they've actually got the good products as well they've got the good brands which nice. is uh, which is really important you know because if you don't have the product well, what's the point exactly and Last, lastly but not leastly but not leastly not leastly coffeesofhawaii.com I'm typing in as you say it. Bevan, you got to spell. Yeah, you got to spell right this time. Yeah, that's all right. And we talked about this a little, little while ago, but I thought we'd have a little focus on the unroasted beans. The For unroasted those beans. coffee purists out there, you want to go and get your so own John, beans roasted. Tell me about it. Tell me about the unroasted beans. I've got a couple of different options in terms of the unroasted beans. Okay, yeah. Buy online. Buy online. Unro- you go. You click on buy online. You click on unroasted beans. And now, it's for me, this being a single man that I am now, this is when you bring in the chick around for a coffee at your house. You roast those beans. And you roast those beans. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the. <laughs> Don't bring the tone of the show down. You did. I did. done so well. So we've got three different sorts of Moloch- uh, of beans. You got the Molokai natural dried. They look the so cool, don't they? Washed. They look totally different to normal beans, don't they? They do. They look it's like incredible. beans. They look like split peas. That's what they look yeah, like. They do, don't they? And uh, then you've got a Nicaraguan Jesus Mountain. Okay, let's go with Jesus. So Jesus Jones. Three different sorts of beans. And, and so the idea is, how do you actually roast them? It's a good question. It's a good question. Get Albert, Albert on to tell us. Albert, you need to give us some love on this one, mate, because I don't know how to roast a bean. You can get a five-pound five bag of uh, Nicaraguan Jesus Mountain beans for 25 bucks. Click on Add It to Cart, and you're away laughing. And it's one of those things that, you know, like if you're on a Saturday morning by yourself, or you, you, know, you just want to, you know, it's one of those kind of potter around the house type of things, isn't it? We don't know how to roast them yet, so maybe it is, no, maybe it isn't. Well, it's true, but I'm assuming it is, and... Um, you know, when you've got a bit of time on the day, on the day off, and you just want to sit around, relax, and put some roasted beans on, and roast them up, and then you invite your friend around. And, you she know, plays with your beans. <laughs> so you're a shocker, mate. Uh, you're a shocker. <laughs> you, you, you were just leading me in. No, you were putting that little fishing rod out there. You're the you don't say it. Jeepers, creepers. Pulling So our sponsors of the lovely show I'm in, Tribos.com. For all your triathlon needs. 
Ethlinks.com. To meet all your mates. I tell you, we've we've got a story there in a few weeks' time. What? We're waiting on a story for, for the Ethlinks.com, but it's... Ooh, oh, I don't know the story. No, I'll tell you afterwards. We'll back it up. And then finally... Coffees, uh, coffees of Hawaii. For your coffee, with your, for the single people out there. Yeah. So uh, other things to mention about the show. Um, any email questions through to ironmantalk at gmail.com. John's coaching website. CoachJohnNewsome.com. CoachJohnNewsome.com for all your coaching needs. Um, this week, uh, one thing I'm thinking of doing, I, I may do this next week actually. He's got these new ideas and he hasn't told me about them yet. I'm full of ideas. No, I'm thinking of, because we are trying to obviously get our show bigger and bigger, and one thing I believe is word of mouth is a great way to get the show bigger. And um, I'm thinking what I might do is I might do a scripted email that we put on our website and you guys can copy and paste and send to a mate that you know would be interested in the show. Nice. Um, it, would be, it would just be maybe like, you know, two paragraphs, really simple, just saying, hey, these are podcasts I listen to, I think it's really cool. Um, and that way you can come to our website, copy it, paste it, and then just email it to someone you think would be really, you know, don't email it to everyone because, well, obviously everyone would like it, but yeah. um, email it to someone who would, you know, it would be, a, you know, who's no, I just email it. I would change your life. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so um, I probably won't do that this week. I'll probably do that next week because I'm a little bit busy this week, but. If you could do that, it may be this week. Click on an ad. That'd be sensational. Sensational. So what are you up to for the week, mate? Going to the toilet? Going to the toilet for the time. So going home to watch Tour de France. How was, how was, your, how was your weekend away? I went down to Queenstown. Yeah, was it good? Dodgy sausage on Saturday. Oh, I was, was munching through it going, this is really yummy, but it feels a bit moist. And then oh, yesterday, I went, hmm. That just sounds yeah, so wrong. Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, that was a bit dodgy, but it was all good. Came How'd you make go? He finished. He got through it. Yeah. How'd the strategy go? Had the change the bike strategy go? It wasn't too bad. Wasn't yeah. too bad. He did have to go for the bike change. He he was he really wanted to start on the road bike, biking up Coronet Peak, which is a ski field. Yeah. It's a pretty tough climb. Is it? And the bike only had a thirty nine twenty three. And I said, You really get a struggle, we're gonna have to do a bike change. He goes, No, I wanna do it. Uh, and so he got like 500 meters up the climb like I'm ripping up behind him in the car and said I'll pull it over you're getting on the other bike because the mountain bike he had to go up he didn't have any bike shoes and it was full suspension so uh, bouncing away okay. but he got through it and it was good and, uh, uh, Porno my mate Sean the Porno he did it as well he said, really? it was, he said it was a really tough climb yeah, yeah, yeah. was it 9k 1200 yeah. meters or something yeah it's yeah. very tough yeah so Oh, and, so I've got something else on this week. What am I doing? I'm doing something on Friday. What is it? I've got a question here. I've got to an answer yeah. for you. I haven't done that yet. I've got some email from someone saying, this is a question here about John Newsom. Back it up. Back it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, great. <laughs> I thought you must have asked them to do it for them. I was... So, so oh. okay, yeah, tell me about that one. Yeah, there's lots of questions too. I've told them everything about you. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's on Friday? Is it? Must be something. Come on, mate. Come on. Just you got oh, I'm going back to Italian, that's right. Oh. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Yeah. Back to Italian. <laughs> back to Italian. What about you? What have I got on this week? Well, Jeepers creepers. I haven't got my daughter, which is, she's back at mum's house this week, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm just kind of cruising. Uh, <laughs> in the town the weekend <laughs> the again. T- I'm, I'm going to a party on Saturday night. Oh, actually, I'm going on a blind date. Oh, God, here we go. I got my blind date. I'm so, so I've been single now for about three months, and I haven't really, I love just trying to be a single man. I'm enjoying the single life, to be honest. You've got lots of spare time when yeah. you're single. And uh, so somebody, actually, Sean of the Porn, I was, went out on town with him a while ago, and I met one of his friends, and she said, I've got this friend who would be perfect for you. I was like, okay. And so we, we uh, hooked it up, and she went overseas when I went to Germany, and she's been away, and she gets back Wednesday, and she's made me arrange the date. So, and I'm a shocker of that crap, mate. I'm, I'm normally just say, you arrange it, I turn up. And so, Friday, I'm going on a blind date. I've never, have you had a blind date before? No. 
you know what? I'm not really looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> but not because I'm not, you know, she may be a court, like, I don't know, because it's a blind date, but what happens when you get to the end? What do you do? Put your arm around it, take it, take it, take it to a movie, you do the old dawn. <laughs> but, 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 like, this, the problem is, okay, like, okay, if she's cool and it's all good, you know, you, let's go there. But if it's not, it's just like breaking up with someone, isn't it? <laughs> you know, and it's hard work. I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, but, well, it's, it's such a tough life for you. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. So I'm, I'm trying to devise strategies. Everyone's saying, do to get your mate to call you, but it's too obvious nowadays. <laughs> you know? I get your mate to call you for three minutes. My friend sent me through an email saying, what you do is you get your mate to go there first. Now, this is terrible. I wouldn't do this. You get your mate to go there first and you <laughs> stand the bar, have a chat to her, suss her out. And if she's no good, say, don't come. <laughs> so I wouldn't do that because that's terrible. But I don't know, mate. This single game, there's good things and there's bad things about it. And So next week I'll have some goss on, okay. on my blind date for you. So there we go. That's my week. Anyway. Very good. That's about it, isn't that's it? That's the show for this week. So anyway, uh, what's I saying? You can start off, Jumbo. Iron rusts. Iron men don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. We're getting better at that. Oh, we are, aren't we? We're legends.